0: Well, 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 look at what the cat dragged in. It's a late night podcast episode. Um, I'm talking about drugs in this one. I'm talking about like homeless people and uh, counterculture. The underground scene that you turn a blind eye to. I'm talking about it tonight. It might not be my best work. It might not be my best episode. But um, I had a lot of fun tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. So what a night that I've had. Um, I think we're just going to start a whole brand new first, second, and third segment here. And I'm probably just going to get to talking and talking and talking. Um, Yeah, let's just do it. uh I opened a beer. I'm sitting here in the studio with the air on, of course. It's so hot up here um, in the summertime. We're on the top floor. And it just gets hot it gets really warm so what i'm going to do here i I, we're just going to talk about life and we're going to talk about things in this um excuse me in this uh, episode this late late night pubcast because i got a lot of things on my mind for tonight's diary tonight's uh podcast diaries all right children gather around it's story time it's bling story time come on yeah it's bling story time come over here kids all right excuse me this is going to be the drug episode part two and this is not without a script so this is the drug episode asterisk. Um, I'm just going to try to, I guess, uh, educate the squares out there. I know a lot of my listeners and my fans, especially my fans in the UK, have a larger audience base in the UK. But I don't, so I don't know what the drug scene's like over in the UK. I'm sure it has some similarities. I'm sure there's also a lot of differences. Here in the United States, um... Let's see how how do I even approach this one. So here in the United States, we have a healthcare problem and we have all that shit. But we also have like um a misunderstanding, a, a cultural and social misunderstanding when it comes to like addiction and drugs and substance abuse and like the drug scene. Uh homeless people uh, or um transients, what would you call them? Homeless. Um and I think, like, over time, they've gone through different names. Beggars, bums. I think bums, growing up, I think bums was, like, what we called them. Uh, homeless people, we just call them bums. He's a, hey, you're a bum. Yeah, you're a bum. And I think even then, they're, growing up, they were misunderstood. Um, I think, like, you could, you could... It's pretty safe to say that the majority of like, homeless people or the people that you see on the street that's, like, at the Seven Eleven late at night or in the corner um, in groups and, like, interacting downtown. Like, it's pretty safe to say that there's a, there's a drug scene. There's drugs happening in that scene. Now, of course, there's all sorts of different types of drugs um, to abuse, um, to be sure, but they're... Um, There's two. Well, there's probably three, but the two main ones are going to be, like, uppers and downers, right? So it's going to be, like, um, cocaine and, like, crystal meth, and then also, like, pills and heroin. I think there's even kind of, like, designer drugs out there where you have, like, it's almost like crack and fentanyl or um, different kinds, but uh, it's whatever the demand is for, and it's whatever is available and yeah of course there's different types of drugs so why bring it up well i guess to educate the squares out there who don't really don't know any better like who don't know the difference between like weed or marijuana and ecstasy like like what is that what is that what they're exchanging on the corners there like really fast sleight of hand and it's no the answer is no it's not It's going to be those two, at least here in in the United States and probably in Vegas, Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, um, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, uh, Portland, Seattle. You're going to get Bozeman. You're going to get um, those two pretty much. It's going to be either like cocaine, crystal meth, crack or heroin pills, downers. And now the whole reason why I'm, I'm doing this to educate the squares is because I, I want I want that stigma to be gone or at least to go away or at least to be diminished some when you see someone on the corner or when you, um, I guess, yeah, suspect someone of being like a, a drug addict. And why do I care? Why is it my mission? Why is it my goal to teach over the squares? Well, it's my mission to teach the squares because I think that the lives that are being uh, discarded and forgotten about and really just discarded and, and tossed to the side of the road, there's, there's so much talent there and um, there's so much promise. There's so much creativity, there's all of it. Um, but the talent that exists, just the, the creative thinking, the outside of the box thinking and the creative ways to, to skirt the law like, it's, it's really kind of incredible that this society could exist underground. No, I'm not trying to write an expose or I'm not trying to snitch on anyone for, definitely not trying to snitch on anyone. But, like, I'm not trying to write an expose or do some sort of documentary. Um, I guess my goal for tonight was to just to go out and meet people and say hello and, and try to network um, with sort of this underground because if if you've never if if you're not familiar at all if you've had no interaction with that scene at all then um it might seem kind of interesting or it might even seem kind of exciting to to learn about it or to hear about it like what's it like and uh what are the drugs like and how much does it cost or like that that might not be interesting to you at all, but for some it might be kind of interesting. But I just I just want uh, I guess the education to be out there, and I want people to consider those with cardboard signs, or just to be a little bit more considerate and just try to be more empathetic and try to put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, and also, like you know, we we're all we're, we all come into come to this earth, we're all born the same way and um, I guess it's our birthright to at least have some sort of respect from one human being to another instead of just being discarded and treated like trash. And if you're robbing places, if you're like um, armed robbery or violent crimes, that's a whole different story, you know? If there's physical danger to others, that's a whole different can of worms. Whether you're high, whether you're not drunk or whatever, like, it it just doesn't belong anymore uh, in today. But I think, like, I, yeah, I just want people not to be forgotten about, and I want people to be recognized for their talent and, and their abilities, but I, I don't think that it's fair to write off an entire, like, culture and group of people because of their background of, um, a substance of addiction. So, yeah, I guess for, for me, it's just, it comes down to whether it's fair or not. Um, but also, yeah, there's a lot of talent to be, that, that you're missing out on if, um, well, yeah, I guess let's just jump, let's jump into it. So, like in elementary school, um, you'd have teachers that would say, "You know, the nerds are going to be your boss. The nerdy kids are your boss." And in a lot of a lot of cases, it's true. Like the nerds didn't. Bill Gates ended up being like the ones in charge or the ones doing stuff. Your boss, and I think that that's a. Uh, Yes, it's true that the nerds are gonna be your boss. And yes, it did ring true. But there's also the possibility that it has not really been considered that if everything goes to shit, and it kind of looks like it is headed that, toward that direction here, if everything goes to shit, you're gonna need people that you can trust. And you're gonna need people that you can trust that nobody else trusts. If you gain the trust of an entire group of people who nobody, the entire rest of society, it's like a, a sub-society, a subculture. culture um, if, if you gain their trust and you know them and it goes to shit, it doesn't matter um, what your background is, it doesn't matter if you're a lawyer, like, that's your education and that's your profession, it doesn't matter. Because the more things that you have, the more money that you have, the more things that can get stolen from you or ripped off from you or taken advantage, whatever, when things go bad, right? Like, the court system's not going to work for you anymore. Like, billable hours or a thing of the past. You're not going to get those anymore. It's it's kind of, it's a lot more cutthroat. And if your entire life has been... Um, if If... All right, so who cares, right? Like, your stupid drug scene and the sub-society and subcultures and all that. Like, I guess it's just interesting to me. And the fact that I've been, like, having my life, like, progressively start to deteriorate and downgrade, um, really kind of, like, no choice of my own, really, Um, unless just my mere existence is at fault here. It's just interesting to me, and it's interesting in in so many ways because it's a society and a culture that exists and thrives on just cash only. No questions asked. There's no... It's only first name basis, and there's no background, there's no history, there's no, like... There's certainly no degrees in comparable. There's degrees, I'm sure, but there's no... Com- it's, not like, it's not like your regular interactions. Um, but the one thing that I find that that's really interesting is just the style. Uh, a lot of the leaders, it seems like, of, of these certain groups, the ones in charge, they have style like real true style. Like artists, kinda, right? Um, It's definitely up to your own, what, it's subjective. I guess a good um, analogy would be if you're in a different country and someone gave you the equivalent of a $100 bill, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if it's like worth a dollar or two dollars or or if it's worth a hundred dollars. But you look at it sort of like, eh, whatever, <laughs> like eh. You're not gonna look at it in the same way as a $100 bill with a Benjamin Franklin on it. <clears throat> if it's in a different currency, I almost Philip. If it's in a different currency, you're just not, you're not gonna view it the same way. It's not gonna have the same impact. You're not gonna, it's not gonna have the same value when you immediately, immediately, See it? It's kind of the same thing here. Like, you might run into one the, of the leaders uh, or kind of someone higher up on the totem pole there, and you will be like, "This guy, he's guy's a joke." Like, look, like he look, look at how he's dressed, look at his style, or whatever. Like, it might seem stupid and goofy and silly at first, but then. Your second time running into this person, or your third time. You know, the first couple times running into them, you'll 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 pick up on the aura and you'll pick up on this like commanding presence. It could be the way that they're sitting. It could be um, multiple people sort of gathered around like like they're preaching to them. They're sort of in the middle, and there's a couple people on the right, a couple people on their left, and they might just be hanging out the 7-Eleven. They're not actually preaching, but you'll rarely just see them alone wandering around. Uh, There's always going to be, like, I guess a sidekick or an entourage. And you may have never seen, I guess, this type of currency before. It might look silly to you. It might look like monopoly money. But then you realize, oh, this is worth $100. Like, around here, this this is worth this, or this is what uh, has respect and this doesn't. Like credit cards and plastic, it's no good. It's all gotta be cash. And then of course there's like jargon and, and there's the lingo, there's the language. And there's like how do you how do you how do you ask for this or how do you ask how do you request this and um, how do you exchange money and how how do you like all of these things, if it's your first time, it's so intimidating and it doesn't even seem worth it. And I would argue that's probably one of the best deterrents uh, to continue addiction and to, to continue... So is to have to go to these places and have to go to these sub-societies and cultures to retrieve different... So- and hope. And hope that it's real and that you're not getting ripped off and whatever. Because when you're... Um, I overheard someone say if you're coming downtown, you're going to pay downtown prices. And nobody's going to spend time weighing stuff out and show you like okay everything's a square deal yeah okay cool shake hands it's fast it's a quick exchange um if you even see it like it's very fast but the one thing that rings true across all business all business is like honest business will get repeat customers honest like generous business will get repeat customers. And I think some of the differences between some of these people that have a commanding presence and some of the people that um, don't, or that uh, just kind of fall off and don't have an entourage around them or don't have disciples, it's it's honest business. And it's it's the ones that are not ripping people off. They're the ones that are gonna stay in business. And it just so happens that the ones that aren't ripping people off, they're, they're the most stylish, and they're the ones in charge. And as insignificant as their lives might seem to you, and, and as their, their commanding presence is, uh, insignificant as that is to you in your life, so are your accomplishments, and so are is it, like, your life that's put together, your life with a roof over your head. Um, it's equally as insignificant to this other side. I think having someone who's homeless and you introduce them into the world of home ownership or, or having a roof over their head, it's, there's not gonna be a lot to teach, there's not gonna be a lot of getting used to. It's just like, oh, this is comfortable. This is a nice way to live. Like, yeah, I'm happy. But if you, if you take someone's house away from them, and you take someone's home and, you, and you're trying to just put them on the street, They have a lot of learning to do. And that same assimilation just isn't going to be possible. The same assimilation of going from no home to having a home, a place to live, and vice versa. If you have a place to live for years, and then just one day it's gone, or you're just kicked out, or can't make ends meet, that's going to be a shock. It it, it is. Way more of a shock than it's going to be to grab someone off the street and say, yeah, you have a home, this is it. I take, You're gonna get taken care of now. We're to, we actually care about you. You know we're gonna to try to include you into our society here, instead of ostracize ostracize you and push you out. It, it doesn't, like the cost of war and things, I don't, I don't wanna to get too deep into it, but like the cost of war, you could just build a whole bunch of very small homes, House so many people and have like little communities out there uh, that are almost like uh, autonomous uh, egalitarian even just sort of they they run themselves (laughs) and you'd have a lot less like crime everything would just be so like different if if they were just given like the benefit of the doubt sometimes Um, yeah it would just be so different but instead we're spending money on other stuff Never. and one thing that's kind of interesting too to think about is again like um back in the day growing up they'd say like oh the nerds now are going to be the ones your boss later on are the ones going to be running shit and it's true it's true but they never say like if everything falls apart you know the prince of thieves here the father of lies like they're going to be the ones running things it's going to be the underground, and you need to learn the jargon. You need to be... That's not ever said, ever. It's not considered. And you might be saying to yourself, "Bling, who cares? Like, who cares? What are you talking about? Like, why are you even presenting this idea? And this, it's not even really put together. You didn't type a script. <laughs> like, why even talk about it? Why even consider it?" You know, we're not... nothing's happening. Um, at least not... Well, I guess that's kind of where we're at, right? Like, nothing's happening. It's like, whoa, 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 slow down. Things are happening. Things are changing. Big time. Like, more than they ever have. Um, it probably started in 2001 with 9-11. But, like, with Trump and Corvid and everything, 2016 to 2022 it's been pretty freaking wild man and um yeah third segment here we go so why am I even talking about it right now well like I never thought things would get this bad ever and I never considered something like COVID-19 happening and having things shut down and whatever curfews and, um things like that. Freaking vaccines. Um, everything has changed and over the past few years it, it's, it's gotten kind of hard to believe. Um, but things still happen and, and the un- unbelievable happens. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is one day, let's let's just pretend let's just use our imagination here like one day Everything's just gone. Like it's just wiped out. Digitally, it, it, something got erased, it didn't work. Something happened. Electro, elect, electro, magnetic pulse. Um, something took out all the hard drives or uh, just hackers shut everything down. Like our lives rely so much on technology And the way technology's been behaving lately, as far as like pizza in the grass, eBay stealing my money. um, I'm sure there's plenty of other examples too. Uh, Hard to return things on, that I ordered from target.com. Getting food delivered through Toast app. Like who knows? It it gets, DoorDash is here now, and it's like, wait, I I thought I used Toast. Like we've never done this before as a society, we're we're going through it thinking like, oh, no, we're good and we trust everybody else and everything's fine and Facebook's cool and whatever. Like everyone's still just comparing lives and trying to go on vacation all the time and like trying to display to everyone else like how much better their life is or how much easier their life is to everybody else. So there's that, but what if it's just gone and the money, digital money is just gone? The lights are off. Uh, there's no one at the grocery store. There's no deliveries and it's just it's just gone. It's just over Like what are you supposed to do then? And who are you supposed to turn to? And who's supposed to know what to do? If your phone doesn't work or you can't communicate with anyone, it's just over. Like where do you go? Like how how do you navigate that? I just be king of the underground. It's like no No, you think it's gonna be cool when I walk up. I go, hey, Babs Oh, hey, Ducky like calling everyone by their first name, and I'm the most popular one of all the homeless people. It's like no. The the, the glamorous lifestyle. It's like not at all. Um. No, I don't know. No one's gonna think you're cool, but. God, I don't know, man. What a freaking shitty fucking episode. I guess all I'm trying to say is like, as as shittiest everything has gone for me in my life. It's like. Yeah, let's not rule out anything. And it's, honestly, tonight was—it's—it's kind of magical because, although I, I didn't even do anything all that exciting or fun, I was on the west side. I was just walking along the Jordan River. It's like one of the only rivers that flows north. Um, was kind of talking to people. Uh, it was—it was magical, magical because I could see. The Capitol Building, uh, the Utah State Capitol Building, just kind of off in the distance, and I could see the Salt Lake City skyline from the park I was at, next to the river. And there's there's these little tents, even bigger tents that are set up on the side of the river, and um, kind of like that proud Mary song. You know, people on the river are happy to give. Like rolling on the river rolling on the river man you don't have you don't have to worry if you don't have no money the people in the river are happy to give and really I think if I could summarize my night and that's kind of what it that's kind of what it is it's just walking along and it's rolling on the river you pumped a lot of pain down in new orleans and can you tell me about it man but one of the things I'll kind of end it on this last note in the third segment or whatever in such a shitty episode anyway. Um, that's what I get for not writing a script. Once again. What's interesting though tonight to um, is a lot of these people have like partners or they have like boyfriend and girlfriend significant other but it's not your typical sort of like office romance. It, it's you know, you're living in tents together, and and you're coordinating like shit together. You know, like the, this you're, you're you're existing in this underground community together, and you're both kind of looking out for each other. Um, I I don't know why that's surprising to me. Maybe because I'm alone over here. It like I'm alone over here in a studio um a shower and bed and stuff and like thank God. Who knows how much longer, but thank God for now that I have it still. And like I'm alone. I've never even had I I haven't really sought it out. I've never really wanted to invite like hey come on over to my studio. Yeah. yeah, yeah come into my bed. Like I don't want to invite new people over. I'm I'm too weird about germs as it is kinda now. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't think I'd ever like deny someone. like, Well, you can come over no, no. It's like, if I really liked someone that much. If I was attracted to them, really headed off, it's like, well, of course, yeah, well, I'm probably gonna fight them back over. If I really liked them, right? But it's like in my normal everyday life with a roof over my head, like I I don't, I'm not in a relationship, and I don't I don't have someone like looking out for me or you know, vouching for me or, or whatever. I just don't. You know, I've got kids screaming out front. I've got trucks making backup beeping noises. I've got lawnmowers and weed whackers and leaf blowers. Helicopters. The freaking screaming kids, man, all day long. But yeah, I'm grateful to have a place to live. A place to, that I call home for right now. But I'm still here alone. I'm still here alone and i I guess the one thing that surprises me perhaps i'm jealous or perhaps i don't know what's so surprising about it but it's these people have partners and they're in like romantic relationships with others and like why why is that so surprising to me besides the fact that i'm just completely forever alone um I guess it's surprising for a number of reasons there's the like statistical data of everything and there's definitely a lot more males than there are females so there's that um and if you manage to find uh, you know a mate male and female then like um the odds are already kind of against you if you're male a heterosexual a, a cisgendered male a cisgendered white male However, if you happen to be a transgender immigrant male of color, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's so political now. It's turned into a political podcast. But I think that's cool. I think it's cool that like these relationships still exist even in this counterculture, even this subculture, this sub-society, this underground way of life. But I think tonight the the moral of the story tonight was like it doesn't matter where you live Um, it doesn't matter if you live in a house or a tent Um, you're still a human being and you still deserve at least like some respect Um, it doesn't matter like where you've been or what you've been through or what you've done you still deserve at least just some just some respect So there's that, but I think there's also just this whole, like, there's just a different world that exists. There's a completely different world that exists. And it's it's, it's beautiful, and at the same time, it's ugly, and or hideous, even. Um, and, and at times, it's, it, it's brutal, and other times, it's, it's gentle and delicate and caring and understanding you know just like like Europe's society just like the the culture that you exist in now you know it's capable of being kind and and unkind but I guess yeah the main takeaway um, the biggest takeaway tonight for me was like there's a commanding presence that some people demand and you have to give it to them you have to and if you don't it's not it doesn't matter it's not the end of the world or no one's gonna fight you or no one's but it's just it's um i guess it's just how it works and tonight i i ran into someone that i ran into last week and uh, last week i didn't take him seriously last week i was just like ah, eh, well whatever Not that they're they're a joke or anything, but it's just like, oh, they got their problems and I got my problems. Good luck to them. But tonight when I I met, I ran into them again and I wanted to make sure that I I told them my name and that um, they're familiar with with me again. It was strange. It was weird because it felt like I'm out of place as it is trying to communicate with different people um, that I can't really identify with, it, as, at least not as much. Um, so it's almost like you, you, like they're inferior, I guess. There's a feel- there's a feeling that, that you're superior and that they're inferior, it, sort of. Um, that might be not the best choice of words, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Simply based on, like, I have a home and you don't, or I have a roof over my head, or you know, you're riding around on a bike and I have a car. Yeah, but to see him tonight, though, it was just different. It was just different. It was like, they were in charge. Um, I was inferior. Whether I want to admit that or not, or acknowledge it, that's that's on me. But it's like, they're in charge. They're... Just the way that they're sitting, um, the way that they're looking at you, They know that you think that you're superior, or they know that you think that you're in charge, or they're inferior. They know that. They know that you think that. And they're sitting a certain way, their posture's a certain way, or they're presenting themselves in a certain way to make sure that you stop thinking that. Because it's not, because it's inaccurate. Like you're not superior. Whether or not you, a car is superior to a bike, that's one thing. But that doesn't mean you're superior because you drive a car and have a driver's license. It doesn't. It's just a better mode of transportation, that's all. Anyway, anyway, it's kind of not the best episode, but I'll go with it, I'll publish it. But yeah, what, what a character last week, who I just thought was kind of interesting and whatever. And tonight was a different story. A different... A different character. One who I... um, Respected a lot more. When I saw him tonight. And sort of saw his entourage. And just asking around. Have you seen so-and-so? Or do you know where so-and-so's at? Like Everybody knows who this person is. And people respect them. And there are people that would... Uh, be able to catch on to um, they know I'm not a cop they know I'm not asking around for this person uh, they know I'm not snitch, trying to snitch on anyone um, and so they'd say oh yeah I saw him over here and this is whatever <clears throat> As I'd hit that direction and I couldn't find him I'd ask somebody else riding by on a bike or someone, you know whatever and they'd say no I haven't seen him so away from the village, you have people that always say, oh, he's in that village over there. Go that direction, this is how you get there, and it's whatever. And you get there, and you can't really find him, there's no address, you know? And you ask somebody and they say, I haven't seen him. And that's a strange dynamic, right? You're half a mile away or a mile away, and you get directions straight, straight to where they're at. You get there, They haven't seen them. No one's seen them. No one can help you. Sorry. Now, why is that? Why why do you think that is? No, take a minute to think about it. In proximity, you have people guiding you and telling you where to go. You get there. And now, nothing. There's nothing. There's no help. There's no anything. No one's seen them. No one's heard of them. No one knows anything about it. So why do you think that is? I'm serious. Like, take a second and think about it. Put your thinking caps on. It's that respect. It's that community respect. If you're asking for someone that, they're going to try and, and get that person, like it's a quote, like, business, right? Try and, try and get me connected to them. Try and network. Make, let... Help them progress when I'm asking for them a mile away when I get to the destination it, no one wants to help me because there's that respect people are protecting this person the community is protecting this person I'm not a cop I'm not a snitch I'm not, I'm not a rat I'm not trying to write an expose here the underground yeah, fish out of water. I, I try to live on the street for two weeks, and here's my story. Like, it's not even like that, it's not. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to network here. Make sure I have a place to, uh, to fall back to, like a, real, like a real contingency plan to where it's not living in my car, it's not whatever, like, yeah, I'll be out on the street, fine. But at least I'll know some people at least I'll know who's in charge But I can, I can also take notes on like on leadership and, and, and how to have a commanding presence uh, ways to sit posture all that stuff and, and not from textbooks and not from YouTube videos and from real life experiences like real interactions and, and uh, real observations and sure yeah it might just be all anecdotal and there's no real scientific basis, fine, totally fine. But style is important and the way you dress is important and the way you uh, groom yourself is important to, to how you accelerate in, in life and how you go up the ranks. And it's, it's, it's weird dude, cause after meeting this person last week, who's, who's clearly like in charge, like the leader of this like small village pretty much. And I just sort of ran into them by chance. Last week, um to have my judgments and think like, oh, like look how they're dressed and look at like look what they're wearing or look at how they look and whatever. I and mean, then tonight to almost like want to um to admire it, to admire their style and to see like how they're sitting and how they respond and react to me. Like I'm not special. I'm not whatever, but I'm. I'm trying to. Um, I'm the new guy. Let's just put it that way. So I don't have. Uh, I, have I don't have any street cred. I don't have any respect. <clears throat> There's some guy off the street. Uh, when I start explaining who I am, I say, "Hey, I ran into you last week, and you know, my name is Bling." And they just interrupt me. They go, "Yeah, I remember." And they're staring at me like, so what Like, what do you want to say? What are you trying to, like, why are you wasting my time? They, they, they cut me off and said, yeah, I remember. And just like, and? It's like, yeah, I'm not a, you know, they're saying I'm not an idiot. Uh, I'm, My memory's not that shot. Like, it, it was last week, sure. But yeah, we interacted for a few minutes, a few seconds. But yeah, I remember you, know uh, what, what's the problem, what do you need? Why are you here? Like, why, why are you asking for me or what, like, what's your what's your deal it's that presence it's that commanding presence and it's that that aura it it, when it comes to just like interactions and communication from human to human um it, it wouldn't matter if it's a a businessman or ceo or whatever it doesn't matter. If they're in the same room, it, the, the demeanor would be the same. With this, with this subgroup leader, and like, I guess regular <laughs> life leader. It's, it's, it's both, in, it, they're both trying to intimidate each other and, and they're both real about it. M- neither one is bluffing neither one is bluffing and neither one wants to have their time wasted thanks so much for listening you guys are the coolest good luck take care You're, You're right. Right.